We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's the afternoon show. Ike Reese, Elliot Shore Parks, hanging out. Uh, before we get into the uh, Dan's top five at five, I know he's itching to get started there. He's been quiet all It's a high-pressure situation, too. Yeah, it, it really is. But, he, you know, he's, he's, he's had enough of these now that he, he sort of got the handle of it. Okay, well, I'm excited yeah, to hear He it. does, he does. Um, real quick. Uh, the college football playoffs last night. What did you yes. think about those? Well, did you watch? I did, yes. Well, I'll say this. I made it to about halftime of the second right, game. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody on the East Coast yeah, saw yeah. the – Especially <laughs> after January, for, you know, New Year's Eve. Right. I, was, I was ready to get some sleep. But uh, what's funny is the Eagles actually interviewed the Michigan defensive coordinator. I heard. Yeah. So I didn't even realize that. You wonder if, you know, this time around, you know, if Patricia's not back, maybe they'll recircle the wagon on that one because he – I mean – he, the defense was good last night. I gotta be honest. I, I gotta be honest with you, and this 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 won't be a popular answer as far as the D coordinator go. I wouldn't mind seeing Matt Patricia for a full season. Yeah, you were saying that. So yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. It wouldn't bother. Now, if they decide to go elsewhere, now here, here's what I'll tell you. My number one choice would be my former teammate Al Harris with the Cowboys. With the right, Cowboys, yeah. right now he's a secondary coach in Dallas. Um, I think he's been he's done a, a, a good enough job throughout his coaching tenure as a position coach that he now deserves to run his own defense with his own style and his own philosophies and schemes. Somebody needs to give him an opportunity. I would love for it to be the Eagles if they are going to move on from uh, D.C. Well, not to mention, this team has a lot of young corners they're going to be coaching up next mm-hmm. year. So Keely Ringo, Eli Rex. Uh, yeah, no, I think Al Harris would be would be a great hire with what he's done there in Dallas, learning under Dan Quinn, who's one of the, if not the best defensive coordinator in the league. But I mean, the game themselves, I thought the Alabama-Michigan game was awesome. It was uh, yeah, great game, it was yep. Great theater. Uh, I wish NFL would do overtime like college does. We'd be playing all day. Yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> you imagine giving these offenses the ball on the 25-yard yeah, line. Yeah, that's a good line. point, actually. Maybe they get to about the 40 or something, yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you, I, I'm glad college has done it the way that they did. They needed to do away with the tie games, and they certainly yep. wouldn't happen in a bowl game anyway. But well, how about that overhitting and uh, with all those touchdowns in the second? Uh, I knew that was a given in that yeah. second game. I'll tell you this: 
there was a brief moment there that I wondered, would Jim Harbaugh go for two? I agree with that, yeah. It was a moment there when they, they had the momentum. They yes, were and, when they, and when they were moving down the field, and I knew they were going to score, I'm like, man, if they score, does he go for two? Oh, I thought you were going to say you're wondering if Jim Harbaugh is going to be the Eagles coach next oh, year. Oh, would you stop? I mean, there, there's speculation <laughs> he's going to go to the NFL. Yeah. Did you see Brian Johnson was trending last night after that Alabama play call? Oh, yeah. When he, they, I did uh, see that. Yeah. I did see that, which is very – Brian Johnson's catching strays. They yeah. didn't even play yesterday. He was catching strays. The best part about Sirianni give a play calling is he, until now at least, has avoided a lot of blame yes. for, for this. And uh, I'm taking Washington in the national championship game. There's no way in hell I'm rooting for Michigan. Sorry, BG. Although Michigan can score with them, too. Yeah. Based off yesterday. Best quarterback in, in college football. Should have been the Heisman Trophy winner. Yep. I called it. Michael Penix. Yeah, I like him. Even though he's yeah. been in college he six years. Great, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's okay. He does throw a great deep pass. He does. He had a few right. nice ones in that game. Let's get to this uh, most anticipated top five at five, brought to you by Bud Light. The Chickies and Pete's Players Lounge, presented by Bud Light, is back tonight with my main man, Jordan Mailata. He'll be coming up at 7 p.m. right here from Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Here's the top five and five at five with Dan. All right, it's Accountability Tuesday around here. Another loss. No game balls to hand out. We're handing out blame. And we'll get right into it here. Number five, I know we've discussed it a lot on the show today, but A.J. Brown, I think he's handling this whole thing poorly. Sometimes I think Donovan said it. What you don't say is oftentimes louder than anything you do say. I mean, does that C on his chest stand for captain or coward? Go face the music, not only when things are going well. you got to go out there. And I know Mylotta said that he took the guys to the escape room, but true leaders do not run from the spotlight when times get tough. Look at you. Captain or coward? That was smoke. What does the C stand for? Ability right there. I mean, it's your top five and five. Yeah. It's not mine. It certainly doesn't stand for chatty. <laughs> at number, next. Yeah, at number four, we got Brian Johnson. This play calling this play calling has got unbelievably stale. And it's never a good thing when I'm watching the game and I feel like I can predict the play call. I mean, how many quarterback draws or bubble screens, uh, as Elliot mentioned, can we do? It just feels like the league and opposing defensive coordinators has caught up to this offensive play calling, and they don't have another you know, trick in the bag to try and attack down the field. Do you think they've figured out the other offenses that are in the top like six in scoring this year? I No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does feel like within the last month they've caught up to the Eagles. Um, well, I think over the last – yesterday or Sunday – the, the offense didn't have the ball a lot, and then they had 33 points a game before. But but overall, I get your point. The offense this year, I, actually, I, I don't think it's been disappointing. I think the offense is probably, when you consider who they've played <laughs> and the job that they've had, I think they've, they've had an impressive year. Impressive? The offense? <laughs> they played four of the top five defenses in the league. They're coming off the Super Bowl. I mean, I like they're not number one, but they certainly have not been a disappointment. Well, I, maybe disappointment is strong. Impressive is also strong. Like, I, I don't know if I would go impressive. Oh, they had 38 points against Buffalo, who is one of the best defenses in the league. I mean, they, they've had some good offensive games. And some, some guys have had some, you know, individual years. I just, I, I don't, when I think of the offense this year, I just don't, impressive doesn't come to mind. I'm sorry. All right, Dan, go That's ahead. That's for me. Number three, we're going to that defensive line. They were first in sacks last year, 19th in sacks this season. In the last two weeks, I mean, the Giants have allowed more sacks than any team in the NFL. They got to DeVito once. This past week, they got to him once. Daryl Johnson on the broadcast that it was the most comfortable he's seen 
Kyler Murray in this offense ever. It just feels like other teams' quarterbacks have a lot of time back there in the pocket, a lot of time to run, and even if that team's not good at pass protection, this Eagles defense just does not dial up a ton of pressure. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, it, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy because I think it was after the Dolphins game. I have to go back and be for sure, but I remember, yeah, I think it was after the Dolphins game because that was an impressive defensive performance. Mm-hmm. They were ahead of the pace for sacks yep. that the Eagles had last year. So something's happened since then. Like, they, they started off this year on a pretty good pace of getting sacks, and then it's it sort of tailed off. Well, and for a while I thought maybe when you play better quarterbacks, it's harder to bring them True. down. They have better head True. coaches. They're just better at avoiding sacks. But one sack against the Giants. What they have? Yes, they have a single one. sack. Yeah. They won. Against yeah. Arizona. So, yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray – at his best is maybe, you know, top 12, top 13 type quarterback. But, no, the defensive line has to play better without question. At number two, we got Matt Patricia uh, for, you know, the game just a couple of days ago. You mentioned it, Elliot. Arizona had the ball for four mi- 40 minutes. It felt like I was watching a game in the Chip Kelly era. I mean, they just milked the clock, milked the clock, milked the clock. They won the time of possession battle with five minutes to go in the third quarter. This defense cannot get off the field to save their life. Number two goes to the D.C. Or the defensive play caller, I should say. Yeah, don't go yeah, not the coordinator. Special <laughs> defensive assistant, Matt Patricia. Um, no, I agree. I mean, look, Gannon came in there and did what he wanted to do, which is control the clock, keep the Eagles offense off the field. And look, I think the players have a lot to do with it, but Patricia has definitely not been impressive, or at least he wasn't on Sunday. Yeah, I I just I look I look at the run game and I'm like, you know, the D line, I'm not gonna tell you that they were perfect Sunday. But, you know, their job, in my opinion, isn't to, to make tackles in the run game. That's why you rarely see them make tackles. You know, a D lineman having three or four tackles in a game, that, that's a solid game. Their, their job, they're really out there tying up blockers so that the other guys can make tackles. Through, yeah. And this is where our linebackers, as far as I'm concerned, just leave a whole lot to be desired. I just don't see downhill physical play, you know, getting off the blocks. Too many guys, instead of defeating the block, they're, they're looking around the block as the offensive linemen are still blocking them. And meanwhile, you're five yards going the wrong way, and then you're making tackles. Not enough – I don't want to get too technical here. Not enough budding and displacing and getting to the ball carrier. That's this old Look at, well, yeah. linebacker well, terminology your hand motion, there. So I was, you you know. guys can see me, but the people listening can't see me. Moving yeah. people out of the way. Yes, yes. I but need more of that for my linebacker. One stat that would be in Patricia's favor for what it's worth, because it seems like you've been maybe at least more impressed with him or have higher ceilings. Well, than, I, well no, I'm saying you have a higher opinion of him yes. maybe than I do. Mm-hmm. Is when you're at, the, you're at the season high in missed tackles, players are in position to make plays. Right. They're just not making them. <laughs> so Absolutely all, all Patricia right. can do is put them in the right position. They're the ones that have to make the tackles. Yep. And a number one, Jack isn't here today. Someone needs to go after the head coach. Uh, Nick Sirianni, this was one of the worst regular seasons, or what regular season losses, I should say, of my entire life. Feels like I'm watching an unprepared team who isn't able to make adjustments. The last month has been awful. It feels like that 49ers loss broke them in a really, really bad way, and I hate to say it, I know, you know, Elliot, you kind of push back a little bit, but it just feels like, the te- you know, other teams' defenses, other teams' coaches are catching up to Nick Sirianni a little bit, and in the face of adversity, he has not responded. So I think where, where Nick definitely deserves a top blame on this list for that game is just they were sloppy once again. 
They, I mean, just it's what you see, like penalties, mm -hmm. uh, poor clock management, uh, and those things. So that three that three play stretch where everyone's focused on the play calls. What stands out there more to me is the burn sub, uh, the burn timeout, the substitution confusion they had going on there, yep. communication errors. So I think ultimately, I say a lot about the quarterback, like you, who your quarterback is, kind of filters down to the team. I think it's true for head coach as well. Like when Andy was your guy's head coach. You were very calm in a lot of these pressure situations. I feel like you guys never looked like the moment was too big for you. I don't think that was the case yesterday, but Sirianni, I think his sloppiness and how he handles these things does filter down to the rest of the roster. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's hard not to have the head coach in there somewhere and, and having him at the top of the uh, the list. I don't, I don't, I don't have any, any issues with that. That's, that's a game Sunday you just can't lose, and when you lose that game in that fashion, Head coach is going to get a lot of the blame, even though I think a lot of it was on the defense. Great job there, uh, Dan Wilson, Buzz, back there. Appreciate I it. I can't necessarily disagree with anybody. Did, did you feel like he left anybody off well, the so list? It is, I, don't think, I don't think he belongs on the list, but it is interesting. I wonder after if we looked at some of the other terrible losses in Eagles history, how many times the quarterback avoids being in that top five. Yeah. And I don't think Jalen belongs there. Like, I know what you're saying, though, it yeah. Just, it speaks to how many other issues they had that they were able to have such a devastating loss without the quarterback really impacting them in a negative way. So let me tell you, I, I, I'm looking at the numbers again, right? I, I don't think I've ever seen 32 first downs in one game. It's absurd. Yeah. The Cardinals had 32 first downs in that game. They got torched by James Conner and Greg Dortch. How do you even get 32 first well, downs Well, the crazy in a thing game? about 32 first downs is normally if a defense has a really bad game, <laughs> you're talking about big plays, quick right. drive. 32 first downs. I'd be curious to know what Washington got in that game last year where, and, they, where they controlled the clock. And to your point, how about this? Only 10 third downs. They were 5 for 10 on third down. Yeah. And manage, so 32 and, and first get, downs with only 10 third downs. And manageable third downs. That's the other thing. I, I'd be curious how many times they found themselves in third and long. On, Man. Uh, on and they went for it twice on fourth down, and they got it. And, and those they, they brought the one guy in because Kyler's too small to do the tush push, so they brought yeah, the, other, right, yeah. the other quarterback in, which was uh, hilarious to me. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I look at that game Sunday, man, and it, it's tough from a defensive player standpoint and mindset to take that one. Because that, 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 well, that's one of those games where you say, well, they didn't do anything that was complex or complicated. We, we just didn't make tackles. We didn't get off the field. Well, what's interesting about this team and how they're struggling is we've talked a lot about it a lot today about, you know, does Sirianni still have the, vo the, the ear of the players? Are they still following Sirianni? Mm -hmm. When Doug's tenure kind of fell apart at the end, they fell behind early in games a lot. Like yeah. they looked unprepared. They looked like they weren't coming out. That's not the case with this team. Like I, whatever Sirianni's doing throughout the week, is working for the first, right. you know, quarter. It's not and like half they two. didn't show up. To right, play they've had Sunday. leads in this yeah. game. Twenty-one to six, they had a lead. Yeah. They came out against Seattle and had one of the best starts they've had recently. You know, coming off Dallas and San Francisco, yep. the Je uh, the Jets loss they had, they had the lead in that one. So, I think what's probably so frustrating, and you heard it in Jordan's voice, is the team is playing a lot of good football, but the the thirty percent where they're struggling or whatever it is is just really, really impacting them. I agree, man. Uh, we're in the happy hour, sponsored by Guided Door and Window. Take advantage of Guided Door and Windows. Big winter sale through the month of January. Receive 40% off all windows and doors. Call 1-877-GO-GUIDA or visit goguida.com. Well, this, this, I, I can't wait to talk to BG coming up at the top of the hour and, and Jordan a little later. And, and I know some people 
will get frustrated with BG's sort of positive outlook. But the one thing I, I love about BG and has always loved about him is that he keeps that same energy. Mm-hmm. He keeps that same energy through tough times. He's not looking to point fingers at people. He's not looking to blame anybody. And, you know, these players, you can sometimes take notes from a guy like Brandon. And I'm speaking even to some of our, our more seasoned veteran players when in tough times we're not necessarily looking to detach ourselves or separate ourselves or remove ourselves from the issues and what's going on as it pertains to the team. We're looking for solutions. We're trying to be positive. We're trying to, to sort of um, reinforce sort of the coach's messaging. And I don't believe Nick Sirianni has lost the locker room. I don't either. I, I don't yeah. believe that. Don't it, doesn't, it doesn't feel that way to me. Now, I may feel like some players are frustrated with some, some play calling or what have you, but when I hear someone's lost the locker room, that means they don't have respect for the coach anymore. They don't believe in anything he's saying, and it shows up in other things. It just manifests itself out there on the field of play. But you know what? It shows up throughout the week. It shows up in whether or not guys are showing up to meetings on time. Are you missing treatments? Are you, are you uh, coming out to practice late? Are you finding ways to duck being in practice, meaning you're, you're uh, belaboring injuries and you're not looking to get back out there on the field to be with your brothers and, and sort of fix this thing? Until I start hearing about those type of things, I'll believe that Nick Sirianni still has, th- as a whole, this locker room. Like I said, maybe a player or two here and there that may not be believing in some of these things, and that's where all the other leaders have to sort of get those players in line and on the same page with everybody else, or their messaging has to be so loud that those those small those small um, pockets of players that may be questioning a coach doesn't have the impact on the overall locker room's mindset. Well, and I know that when players talk about Nick publicly, to your, like they're going to say positive things. You know, that's just what what athletes do about their head coach. Mm-hmm. But we we've done the players' lounge for all three years of Nick's uh, time here, and I just heard too many players, both on this show and then you see it on the sideline too. Like for all of the talk about Nick's emotional uh, vibe on the sideline, how he shows. There's a lot of times where we can show clips of players celebrating with Nick, yeah. jumping up, you know, after a touchdown or whatever. So I do think they really, they, I, I agree with you that Nick has not lost the locker room. But to BG too, BG said something. Uh, I forget when it was over the last two weeks, but it was after one of the losses, and he said like he's excited about the rest of the season because he's excited to go out there and fix the mistakes, or he's excited because he knows that they can do it. And the word excited really stuck out to me because sometimes I think when I watch this team, like. Are they excited to play? Like, do you think they're excited to play the Giants on Sunday, to go to MetLife and play this game? Last uh, they year, should be. Well, I just think last year the team looked like they were having so much fun. And obviously I know this year there's reason not to be having as much fun. But the way BG said it just sounds so different than what you hear other players say this season. And just like an excitement about going out and playing. And I just think this year there hasn't been that same level at times of players pumped to go play a game as if they because they think something negative is going to happen. Yeah, I can't, I can't necessarily disagree with you there. This afternoon show brought to you by Chickies and Pete's. Go where the players go. Chickies and Pete's is the only place to watch all the Eagles playoff action. Find the location at chickiesandpeets.com. Let's get a call in here before we go to break. Let's get Angry Al up here. Uh-oh. Now, you know Angry Al's a noted Cowboys fan. Yes. So, Angry Al, welcome to the afternoon show. What up, Ike? What's up, Al? Hello, Elliot. What up, Angry Al? How you doing today? <laughs> Uh, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah you, you should be after that Rob job you, you guys got Saturday. <laughs> First of all, okay, all right, hold on. And I, don't waste all my time on that. Okay. All right, there's one simple answer to that. And even Mr. Statistics knows this. Yeah. He should have kicked the extra point and went to overtime. And none of that would have ever happened. At least the third time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about the first the one I liked it, on. the second one I respected it, the third one, it's like, come on, man. And in actuality, he was uncovered anyway. So he, he, it was still a penalty. There was three different ways it could have been a penalty. But it, that doesn't matter. He should have just kicked the extra point, took it to overtime, and he would have had a chance to win the game. You guys still he got lucky, though. Huh? I mean, the, the flag was the incorrect flag. Oh, yeah, so you but should the have lost have, the game. The yeah. refs have been making mistakes for decades. <laughs> yeah, right? that one's so pretty why do, why do you even want to throw that into the mix? And then he makes a statement that I told him before the game that I was going to report number 68 eligible. So you got a ref that can't hardly call a game anyway, <laughs> and you expect him to remember something that you told him before the game started? Get the hell out of here, man. Come on, man. Right. What and else you got, Angry Al? Where you at? Did we lose Al? He dropped. Uh, oh, he dropped. What the hell? He probably just had just wanted to get that Cowboys, you know, oh, dragging in. Yeah, I, I wanted to hear where else he had to, to, to go there real quick. All right, 215-592-9494. We'll come back on the other side. Uh, I'll do something I probably have never done before. Al, if you're still listening and you want to finish out your, your point you were making, give me a call back and I'll get you right back up. What a guy. I, I think I may have fat-fingered that one. That's your bad. How about that? I've never fat-fingered anything. Pause. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Let me get the hell out of here right, <laughs> right now. Right. Yep, right now. Afternoons, 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 